as you worship the Lord and yield to the Spirit. August 29th, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 18. Are we, Paul and his co-workers, beginning again to tell you how good we are? Some people need to bring letters of recommendation with them or ask you to write letters of recommendation for them. But the only letter of recommendation we need is you yourselves. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts, and everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you. Clearly, you are a letter from Christ prepared by us. It is written not with pen and ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. It is carved not on stone, but on human hearts. We are confident of all this because of our great trust in God through Christ. It is not that we think we can do anything of lasting value by ourselves. Our only power and success come from God. He is the one who has enabled us to represent His new covenant. This is a covenant not of written laws, but of the Spirit. The old way ends in death. In the new way, the Holy Spirit gives life. That old system of law, etched in stone, led to death. Yet it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. For his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory when the Holy Spirit is giving life? If the old covenant, which brings condemnation, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new covenant, which makes us right with God? In fact, that first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory of the new covenant. So if the old covenant, which has been set aside, was full of glory, then the new covenant, which remains forever, has far greater glory. Since this new covenant gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. We are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory fading away. But the people's minds were hardened, and even to this day, whenever the Old Covenant is being read, a veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today, when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil, and they do not understand. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, then the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, He gives freedom. And all of us have had that veil removed, so that we can be mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. And as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like Him, and reflect His glory even more. I suggest starting every day saying, God, I am absolutely nothing without you. I can do nothing without you. I lean entirely on you today. I am desperate without your help. And really, no matter how many victories I've had in the past, that doesn't guarantee me a victory today if I'm not leaning on God today. Leaning on God yesterday doesn't help me today. I have to lean on God today. You have weaknesses. You have limitations. God has no limitations, but we have limitations. 
So you say, Lord, I'm weak in this area. I need your strength. I believe you're changing me every day. And I'm not going to spend today worrying about what I did wrong yesterday. I trust you to strengthen me in my weakness. That our weaknesses really don't have to make that much difference if we know how to let God fill our weaknesses with his power. We get too overwrought about what we can't do and we don't get excited enough about what God can do. You see, no matter what you can't do or what I can't do, God can do. And miracles don't come in can'ts, they come in cans. Well, we get what we believe for. Let's start believing that the power of God is available to us to see miracles in our lives and in other people's lives. We're not gonna have miracles if we don't believe for miracles. We have to believe in the miracle working power of God. When we go to God each day, the right attitude is, God, what is it you want me to do? What is my assignment? Not giving God orders, telling him what to do, how to do it. Rather, God, show me the best path. Show me how to overcome this problem. Show me how to accomplish my dreams. God wants us to rely on him not some formula. Thinking, well, if I do this, and do that, and do the other, then God will bless me. If that's all it took, we wouldn't really need God. David understood this principle. In 2 Samuel 5, he had just been made king over Israel. When the Philistines heard about it, they came down to this valley to attack him. Now, David was a warrior. He had conquered a lot of armies. His nature was to attack. But here's why David was considered a man after God's own heart. Verse 19 says, David inquired of the Lord, shall I go attack the Philistines? Will you hand this enemy over to me? Notice his humility. He didn't say, I got this, been there, done that, no problem. He took time to inquire of the Lord. Before he went to battle, he got quiet and said, God, what do you want me to do? He was getting his daily direction. He didn't assume because something worked in the past, it was going to work right there. He asked a very significant question, God, will you hand this enemy over to me? Seems like that would be a given. He was just put in charge of the Israelites, God's chosen people. Surely God wouldn't let them be defeated. But the fact is, we're not supposed to fight every battle. David was smart enough to ask, am I supposed to attack? He was saying, God, if I go in there, are you going to go with me? He was showing his dependency on God. He recognized where his strength, his favor, his ability came from. And sometimes we assume if there's an obstacle, there's something trying to stop us. There's no question. Get in there and go to battle. God is on our side. But a wiser approach is to say, God, what is your plan? How do you want me to respond to this opposition? Shall I attack or shall I be still and let you fight for me? If I go in, God, are you going to go with me? We've all fought battles where we didn't come out the way we thought. Maybe it was because we didn't inquire of the Lord. Verse 19 goes on to say, 
the Lord said to David, go for I will surely hand the Philistines over to you. Once he got clear direction, once he knew he had God's blessing, he went down there and defeated the Philistines. But if we would do like David and inquire of the Lord before we get into conflict, before we make big decisions, go to God for daily direction, it would save us a lot of heartache and pain. I've learned what God orders, he will pay for. But God is not obligated to bring victory to battles that we're not supposed to be in. And yes, God is merciful. Yes, he'll help us. But it's much better to inquire of the Lord before you make important decisions. He doesn't want you to get hooked on a formula. He wants you to be hooked on him. When you develop this habit of going to God for your daily bread, daily direction, saying, God, how do you want me to respond? How should I deal with this situation in my health, my finances? God, give me your wisdom, your insight, your favor. That's how God will lead you down the best path for your life. Psalm 43, verses 1 through 5. What should you do when depression starts to control you? Hope in God. Look at the future and not at the past. If you feel drowned by circumstances, keep in mind that they are His waves and billows, and He knows what is best for you. Stop feeding on your feelings and start feeding on His Word. God will guard you and guide you no matter how miserable you may feel right now. See, God is greater than your feelings. So don't put your trust in your feelings. Put your trust in God. Walk by faith, and He will see you through. Psalm 43, verses 1 through 5. Oh God, take up my cause. Defend me against these ungodly people. Rescue me from these unjust liars. For you are God my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in darkness, oppressed by my enemies? Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. There I will go to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my harp, O God, my God. Why am I discouraged? Why so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Proverbs 22, verses 8 and 9. Those who plant seeds of injustice will harvest disaster, and their reign of terror will end. Blessed are those who are generous, because they feed the poor. <laughs> 